Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker, 101 ESPN. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and former Pittsburgh Pirates and St. Louis Blues president Mark Sauer joins us. It was brought to my attention that 25 years ago this week, the St. Louis Blues fired President Jack Quinn and head coach and GM Mike Keenan and replaced Quinn with Mark Sauer, who joins us now. Mark, it's always good to talk to you. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. Randy, how are we doing up there? Everything's good. It's uh, well. It, when we got up this morning, it was like 25 degrees. Though, what's it like in Florida? <laughs> well, I live in Delray Beach, Florida. It's uh, about a 20-minute drive south from uh, Jupiter uh, Cardinal Spring training. So it's it's in the low low 70s right now. <laughs> the ocean temperature is 78 degrees. And uh, all is well down here. We, we, we feel for you. Hey, I want to go back 25 years, and the statutes of limitations have all passed now. <laughs> as you spoke with Jerry Ritter about taking the job as president of the Blues, what was he telling you about the state of the organization and specifically about what you guys had to do with Mike Keenan? Well, I, I have the highest possible regard for Jerry Ritter. I knew him back when... I was with Anheuser-Busch, and I was uh, executive vice president of the Cardinals. Uh, that's when you were in kindergarten, I think, uh, <laughs> Randy. But that, that pre- predated uh, the Blues. You know, I'd been, I'd been uh, president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Pirates until April, April of 96. Uh, and uh, I had been in some discussion uh, in the fall leading up to my hiring in December of 96 to run the blues. I was well aware of the chaos of the organization. Obviously Jerry uh, uh, told me uh, in depth of if, if I would join the organization, what would be involved. This happened pretty fast toward the end. Um, But I knew very well, I was, you know, you know, I had been on the St. Louis blues board of directors when uh, Mike Shanahan, uh, owned the team, and Anheuser-Busch was an investor. I represented Anheuser-Busch. So I knew a bit about the team and its precarious finances then. And, uh, you know, I went into it uh, well-informed by Jerry Ritter uh, and well-supported by the ownership, uh, the, the partnership of the big companies there, Keel Center Partners. Well, Mark, when you got the call and you got the job to work with the Blues, how bleak was the situation? How big was the hole that you had to dig out of? Well, let's put everything in, in context, okay? I've been five years as president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and uh, you don't have enough airtime for me to list the difficulties, the challenges that, frankly, I faced uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
some of the highlights. I had a dismember of the Bonds Bonilla uh, Drebeck Championship team. Uh, we had to get the, the Pirates through the players' strike of uh, August 94 that cost us the World Series and triggered replacement players and all of that. We needed a new stadium, so we got a sales tax passed. We sold the team, and then I had to get out of town. <laughs> okay, that, Is that all? That's, a, <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but it was a marvelous challenge. So, frankly, there was nothing. There was nothing in, in professional sports management that could top the difficulty of what I'd gone through in Pittsburgh. Okay, Now, turning to St. Louis Blues, it was a mess. Financially, they had deferred a lot of money to players. Um, they were not forthright with with the magnitude of those deferrals. Um, they were um, overstating uh, attendance uh, at the games, um, exaggerating uh, the good and minimizing the difficult parts of it. And, you know, this is big boy. This is big boy uh, management in, in sports. And you can't do that. And the Keel Center partners deserve better. And I was flattered and fortunate enough to be brought in um, to steady the ship and, and frankly, to prepare it uh, to be sold, uh, which we did do a few years later. When you walk through those doors, a lot of Blues fans had been disenchanted by the trades Keenan had made, specifically giving up uh, Brendan Shanahan and Curtis Joseph. And I know being around those employees, every everybody was kind of walking around on eggshells because they never knew what Keenan was going to do next. What was it like when you walked through those doors and dealt with that St. Louis Blues staff? Well, they were great people. You know, I made lifelong friends uh, with them. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, my my time at the Blues. I was there about 10 years. <clears throat> but um, they were interested in a change. Everybody was interested in a change. You know, um, I, I don't have any recollection of a parallel um, change on that scale of a team's front office and leadership in season in any major sport in my career. I don't have any. I can't compare it to anything. So, you know, that was putting the St. Louis Blues in the in the emergency room, which they really needed. And it was fun to be a part of that. You know, the, the professor, Ron Caron, was our interim GM. Uh, that was fun working with him. Uh, you know, we were able to uh, hire Joel Quenville, who had an excellent run with us uh, for many seasons. And then a few months later, uh, we were able to hire Larry Close. So we, we went about... The, the rebuilding of the front office very carefully and thoughtfully. And it was a big responsibility because the team was, was and is important to St. Louis. And Mark, Mark Sauer with us, former Blues president on 101 ESPN. One of the things, if and we're going to talk about it today, we're going to ask fans how they feel here on December 21st of 2021, how they feel about Mike Keenan, and he is still despised in the market. I'm sure you got that from fans as the president of the organization. How yeah, did you write the ship? How did you get away from, for lack of a better term, the, the stench of Mike Keenan, that had the, the bad taste that had been left in fans' mouths? Well, we, again, we... We, we took it very seriously that we had to make good long-term decisions. You know, there was no more knee-jerk uh, reactions, uh, which I think m- m- characterized the Keenan-Quinn regime. 
And uh, I think that's a fair assessment uh, by any uh, measurement. But it was, it was just patient, patience. Uh, you know, the, the arena was first class. Um, uh, we had to change a couple of color schemes, as I recall. But um, <laughs> uh, but there were, you know, there was a love of the team, a respect for the team, and that's why the outrage about Keenan uh, was so overt because of the love affair with the team. So you know, we had that deep foundation to to fall back on in respect. Mark, clearly you left the organization better than you found it. And as you reflect back on that time, what are you most proud of that you were able to accomplish with the Blues? Well, the thing that I'm proudest of is are the friendships and pleased with are the friendships that I left with. Um, uh, and that, that encompasses uh, not only the Blues people, uh, but the media. Um, you know, the fa- you know, I run into a character and his, and his, and his, and his colleagues at spring training. Uh, we we always have uh, lots of fun stories and, and, and respect for one another. Uh, I remain very close friends with Mike Claiborne, with uh, Derek Gould, who now covers the Cardinals. Of course, he's a very highly esteemed uh, baseball writer. He was the beat writer for the St. Louis Blues back then. And uh, and then I'm still very close with Larry Plo, Jim Woodcock, and I are still close. <clears throat> uh, Jerry Jasek uh, is a dear friend. Um, so it's it's all peppered with great great memories of friendships and relationships. Hey, Mark, one more thing that I want to get into here is that after that whole situation, you you start to clean up the organization after the departures of Quinn and Keenan, and then you're thrown right into the Brett Hall free agency situation. When you go back to that situation at the end of ninety seven ninety eight. And you reflect because Brett Hall says he wishes he could have ended his career here. When you look back, how do you feel about that? And was there any way that Hully could have stayed here? You know, this is going to sound pretty, oh, I don't know, pretty tough or cold-blooded. I've learned, uh, and I learned through being with the St. Louis Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and St. Louis Blues, that no one player, no one player is paramount. And uh, there was a, a, a team improvement underway, and, um, and the personnel decisions just didn't fall in, in that direction. I will say this. If a player wants to stay with a team in a city, he can always make that happen. The player has more leverage and more financial um, um, lever buttons, lever, levers to pull. Than the team does. Okay, so that all sounds great and, 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 and very folksy. Oh, I wanted to stay, but maybe maybe that was not the, the message his agency was sending to us, his representation. It's good to hear your voice, sir. Thanks so much. Always good to reflect and, and talk about those days because that really was a game changer for the Blues. It wouldn't have taken Mike Keenan much longer to drive this thing right into the ground because of the the disenchantment the fans had with him. And so you coming in and changing the way fans felt about the organization are a big part of the reason that they were able to win the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. Well, it's fun. I I just so thoroughly enjoyed that for the organization and for the city. So uh, it's all good. It's a great great, uh, bookshelf of memories. 
And uh, I, I appreciate that on a slow news day, you would call an old timer <laughs> like me. I also want you to tell us, because you're doing amazing things for the community down there in Delray Beach. Uh, first of all, are you still involved with basketball down there? And tell us about what you did when you, uh, when you moved down there. Well, when I, when I left the Blues, uh, when the, the Lori ownership sold to the Checkups Partnership, in uh, in June of of '06, uh, I shortly found myself in uh, Delray Beach, and I wanted to come to Florida to live, to be on the ocean, to, to work with minority kids. And I started teaching and coaching basketball, and then I I founded a nonprofit down here, Bound for College, and we've put 150 kids into college. We tutor uh, after school on the SAT, ACT test. And I don't coach basketball anymore. They call me Coach Mark around here. Um, but it's it's all about uh, tutoring kids after school to get them ready for college. It is uh, It consumes me. It's a joy. And, and that's what I do. I don't have any real activity. Certainly, I haven't worked other than coaching and teaching since I left the Blues, nor did I want to. Uh, I had, frankly, had my fill of professional sports, and I wanted to start working with kids. Uh, on a full-time basis, and it's it's been just a great final chapter to uh, to my career. Well, congratulations on that, and Mark, happy holidays. Thank you. It's great to hear your voices, and uh, look forward to seeing you in spring training. And let's uh, let's go Blues.